bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening. If you like the show, Talk Healthy Today, I want to urge everyone to go to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review. It brings more people to the show. I have such a blast and I am so blessed to have the best guests ever. And today we're going to be talking with the wonderful nutritionist, Sherry Kalbaum. I hope I'm saying right your last name correctly. We're going to be talking about soup and her fantastic book, Souping is the New Juicing. Sherry, welcome to Talk Healthy Today, Foodie Friday. Thank you, Lisa. It's so great to be on your show. Oh, it's so nice to have you. You know, I immediately just delved right into your book. I'm so glad you talked about uh, your illness and what brought you to healthy living. And I was so sorry to hear about it. My mother suffered with fibromyalgia as well. And, uh, you know, having illnesses that people can't see, I call them like invisible illnesses are so incredibly challenging. So talk to us about your background and about what brought you to this? I, I just mentioned the fibromyalgia, and, the, and I know you had chronic fatigue as well. Yes, thank you um, for asking. I was very sick in my late 20s. I had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and hypoglycemia, food allergies. It just mm-hmm. went on and on. I was too sick to move back home to my father's house, and nobody knew what to do. In fact, they still don't really know what to do about those conditions. And I was determined I was not going to live like this for the rest of my life, feeling like I had the flu all the time and wanting to sleep 12 hours a day and still be tired and ache and hurt all over. So I started going around to health food stores and talking with people, and I just learned that my diet was all wrong. I loved junk food, fast food. I did not like vegetables. I liked sweets. It was just a perfect setup. That was an inflammatory diet for sure. Um, creating a lot of pain and dis-ease in my body. So I got my ju- first juicer, jumped right in, did a five-day juice fast, and then for the rest of the three months for, through the summer, I kept juicing and added in a lot of healthy other foods like soup and stir-fries. And I went for that summer vegan and totally organic, and I did not have one bite of anything bad. I'm not vegan today, but uh, that's what I chose for my healing diet. And lo and behold, in three months, I woke up one morning and thought, wow, somebody gave me a new body in the middle of the night. I felt oh, fabulous. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad, Sherry. What if, you know, it's so amazing when we use food correctly. It really is the best medicine, in addition to laughter, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it all works together. Yes, my husband, who's a psychotherapist. He says his part, the you know, most important, I say mine is, and then we finally just say, I think it's both. <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I mean, I was making a joke about the laughter being the best medicine, but I think actually food is, is <laughs> does take the lead a bit. I mean, what an incredible difference that it makes. You know, in your book, you write, I'm known as a juice lady. I've been juicing for decades and teaching people about the healing power of fresh juice. I'm not convinced that souping is better than juicing because nothing is quite the same as live raw juice. That being said, souping does have strong benefits. So let's talk about some of these benefits. It's just amazing when everything is all in that one blender or pot, and I'm uh, running Mm. the gamut from raw blended drinks to simmered all day, old-fashioned soup. We get all the minerals. If it's raw, we've got the vitamins, we've got fiber in there, and phytonutrients and enzymes. And uh, biophotons, and then if we've got the simmered all day, um, we've got the minerals and the phytonutrients and the fiber, and we've got a whole lot of nurturing for our soul because 
everybody just about that I know says, wow, soup is like the wonderful comfort food. Oh, it really is. And I love this too in the book. You have soups. Soups are easily digested. Soups are easy to make. Uh, Soups are nutritious. They really are. You know, I think the easy to make part, I think people, I even get a little intimidated sometimes because I always wonder, how do you get that amazing flavor? I don't want to use one of those junky bouillon cubes. I feel like if I make soup, it's going to be bland. What if I don't eat dairy? How do you get that nice cream flavor? Talk to us about some of those issues and what kind of spices you use and how to jazz up, thicken our soups without dairy and things like that. Well, let's start there because, yes, a Mm -hmm. lot of people are um, dairy intolerant. So I have a whole bunch of ideas for you from blended, pureed. That thickens it right there. But you can add coconut milk, coconut cream. That makes it even thicker. Nut butters like Mm -hmm. almond butter or cashew butter rice and then blend it um, can make it very thick as well. So there are many, many options and we can have that creamy soup and we don't have to have the cream in there and it's really not good for any of us anyway. And then how do you make it flavorful? I always say, so there's a lot more than salt and pepper, right? And so I add (laughs) things like lemon juice to some of my soups or lime juice and then all sorts of different herbs. And don't be afraid of herbs. Just experiment with them. Yeah. You can hardly go wrong. And I've got lots of different ideas in my book from tarragon, oregano, um, and uh, basil. In the summer, I grow lots of basil out on my back deck in the pots and, nice. you know, and thyme and um, on and on. Just don't be afraid to dump in some herbs or to put in a pinch of herbs. Maybe in some soups, a little dash of cayenne pepper is going to jazz it up. I made uh, chili last night because it was cold Mm. and I put in some cinnamon. That was really a nice flavor. Isn't it? Oh, I absolutely love that. And you know, I've been battling with my daughter for school lunches. She goes to a school where there's no cafeteria, which I should be happy about because I don't want her buying junky school lunches. And at the same time, like she comes home, I'll make her a nice lunch and she'll have like one bite of whatever I made. And then she comes home absolutely starving. So I'm thinking soups, soups and, and chilies and things like that is a great way to go if it's super tasty and yummy. And she's used to eating lots of vegetables and stuff and uh, make them taste good and throw it in a thermos. And there you go, especially this type of year. You know, I'm in a cold area. It's already feels like winter. We went from like a, a fall that felt like summer, boom, right into winter. So I'm already craving those yummy soups. Uh, we did the same thing here. And it's kind of a shock to your body, isn't it? <laughs> to suddenly oh have gosh. those cold days <laughs> yes. when you were in shorts and, and flip-flops earlier in the week. Exactly. Um, but yes, uh, there are so many great soups. And if you feel like in the change of weather, it's been hard in your body and you feel like you're just kind of fighting something, you know, maybe a cold is trying yeah. to take you down, make that old-fashioned chicken soup. It is more than uh, just for the soul, that's for sure. It, um, studies <laughs> have proven that chicken soup has natural antibiotic effects and it really does bring healing to your body. And I've got a great recipe in my book. You can put in all sorts of wonderful things and you can get, you don't have to make your own um, a chicken broth. You can get organic from free range, grass fed, whatever, free range chicken, we would call it. And so you can have the starters that you don't have to make. And I love 
simmering that soup. There's nothing like the garlic and the onions and mm-hmm. uh, maybe different herbs and spices and all your different vegetables in there. And you can thicken that soup. I do often with either quinoa or some uh, brown rice. It is so yummy, and it really does help you kick that whatever's trying to take you down. Oh, that is so nice. I love that. You know, one of the things that I made, which was so easy and really good, was Sherry's Awesome Green Soup. So you've got one cup of carrot juice, which is five to seven large carrots if you juice them yourself, a one avocado peel, a handful of spinach, and a quarter to a half teaspoon of cumin. I just stuck it in my Vitamix, and it was really good. It was like sweet, but savory because of the avocado and the cumin it was thick and the, and the spinach gave it a nice touch. I really like that. It's so easy. Oh, that one is so easy. And I've talked to people who say, well, I don't have a juicer. So now what do I do? Well, almost everywhere you go today, you can find carrot juice made for you. Exactly. So you can just use that. It's like a five minute lunch. And you're right. It is so yummy. That's one of my favorite raw soups. Yeah, you know, of course, uh, I immediately was like, okay, what is this cellulite soup cure? I'm very open on the show. I'm active. I exercise. I eat clean. But you know what? My mom did too. She had cellulite. So do I. So now everybody knows it's out there. But what are you going to do? I mean, I'm a real woman and (laughs) these things happen. But it's so annoying. So you write about that and you talk about that you need to detox and remove the toxins and you talk about constipation and lymphatic drainage. I just actually bought one of those brushes for dry brushing. I haven't done it yet, but I heard that really helps. So I'm excited to try that. But talk to us about uh, about this cellulite, uh, you know, solution. Oh, <laughs> or at least it, it helps, really, right? <laughs> it really does work. Um, it's helped me tremendously by detoxing. I have a program called 30 Day Detox and you Ooh. can have soups as part of that. It's a whole program to address all those issues you just talked about, which are the causes yeah. of cellulite. It isn't rubbing, just rubbing some cream. You know, a lot of people, different companies yeah. sell things you rub on the exterior, which helps some, and definitely dry brushing helps because it gets the lymphatic system moving. Oh, but you try that. Yes, yes. And then in addition, <laughs> try a detox because um, cellulite has been shown to be a trap of water, toxins, and fat, and that makes those little lumpy pockets. So if you can break that up and get the toxins out so that the toxins aren't holding that water and the fat cells there in kind of suspension, you're going to see it go away. And I've had numerous ladies um, exclaim (laughs) that their cellulite was gone or nearly gone or greatly improved. Wow, really? Oh, yes. Well, on one of my 30-day detoxes about Three quarters of the way in, a young woman uh, posted, wow, oh, wow, just wow. I'll never forget her email. She said, my cellulite is gone. My husband even said it's gone. (laughs) And um, (laughs) she was detoxing. She was doing a lot of juicing and raw soups and things like that. And she said she wasn't even exercising that much during that time of cleansing. And lo and behold, it just disappeared. Okay, so I have to do this, and then you have to come back, and I'll have to tell you about all my success. Give us a little example of the 30-day detox programs. You said it's raw soup, it's soup, it's juicing. Yeah. Uh, are there solid foods on there as well? I mean, I know some of the soups. What, what yeah. other kind of things are on there? Is it all soup and juice? No, uh, there. It, it depends on the week you're on. So week one, you kick off mm-hmm. with a three day juice fast. Some people like to go a little longer, so I gave them three to five. And then you start adding in other things 
like green smoothies and raw soups and blended soups and salads and uh, steamed vegetables. So your first week, though, is vegan. And you can have a little quinoa or a little brown rice, things like that, but it's vegan. And then week two is still the same. And you're going on, the week one is colon cleanse. And so you're doing some fiber to get that colon moving, bentonite clay to um, get the um, waste that's on the, that, that coats the colon on the inside, that can build up. And so the bentonite clay pulls that off. And, um, I recommend an herbal like digestive stimulator something to keep. And so that's week one. Week two is your liver cleanse. And there's more on that week. You're taking like, um, some herbs for the liver and you're doing carrot juice and beet juice and green juices. And then Mm. you can have your vegan diet. And then I have a carrot salad and a beet salad and you use your pulp or else finely grated carrot and finely grated beet. And you have that and you have a green soup that is high in potassium. So that is um, your week of your liver gallbladder cleanse. And it is a marvelous week. Fantastic. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sounds amazing. Then you go on in week three to kidney and bladder and lung. And then week four is lymphatic system and skin and blood. And boy, when you get that lymphatic system going and cleanse, that's when you really start noticing a difference. And I um, recommend some tinctures for that, those weeks, weeks three and four, that really um, start addressing those particular areas. And so it's just amazing when the week, the four-week program is done, how people feel and what's cellulite. Oh, my gosh. That sounds fantastic. Well, let's jump into some of your soup recipes. I'm a big fan of gazpacho. I haven't made this yet. It looks wonderful with the cilantro and the lime juice and the jalapenos and the tomatoes and everything. So yummy. Oh, gazpacho is always yummy. And so I have more than mm-hmm. one version of gazpacho. So you can do the, yeah. the um, traditional, which is your chopped up veggies. And you can do also my icy spicy gazpacho, which is Uh, part juice and part blended things. So you start with carrot uh, juice and lemon juice. And I always love to talk about this because people love this. So then you pour those in your blender and you um, add some chopped up frozen tomatoes. And I try to keep some in my freezer a lot because this is like the most yummy cocktail. I serve it a lot when people come Mm -hmm. to dinner. And then uh, in addition to about one to two tomatoes that you've chopped up, you can put in a big handful of cilantro, a pinch of cayenne, sea salt. You blend it all up. It's just like flushy and icy and spicy and just so yummy and delicious. And everybody that's ever tried it at my house goes, wow, mm. what is this? And people that don't even wow. juice or do healthy things. Oh, that sounds good. You know, I'm looking at this fat-burning cabbage soup my husband made recently, this incredible cabbage soup. Now, he did use a turkey um, sausage in it, which was good, but you don't have to, but it was so delicious. And the cabbage was such texture. It almost reminded me of noodles. It it was weird. It was amazing. So, and I love smoked paprika and I noticed that in your recipe. Yes, it is so delicious. And you know, um, this is the takeoff on the old cabbage soup weight loss diet. That was, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) A long time, but it really worked, especially if you mostly eat your cabbage soup for several days, Mm. you can uh, really drop the weight and it is yummy. And I love cabbage. And there's one great thing about cabbage that 
we need to talk about the nutritional aspect. It's a cruciferous vegetable, and it is wonderful with all those phytonutrients that fight cancer, and we need to get a lot of those cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage and kale and watercress is a a cruciferous vegetable and Brussels sprouts. As women, we really need it to fight breast cancer. Oh, definitely. No, it's so true. And I'm a huge fan of cabbage. Now, another one that I want to make is the yummy red lentil soup. I'm a, I love lentils. So yummy. That looks great. And I always oh. buy my lentil soup and I know I should make it. Well, this one's easy and you can definitely do it quickly. And I love the fact that it's got the spinach in it and um, it, it's got a lot of great flavors. So I hope you do make it. Mm, yeah, me too. And then there's there's chicken vegetable soup. And it was one that I saw, I'm trying to find it. It was, um, oh, Jamaican coconut curry chicken soup. That sounds really yummy. Oh, that is yummy. And that has, you know, the creamy texture with the coconut milk, or if you want it even thicker, you could buy coconut cream. It's very thick. And make Mm. that soup. There's times where we just are longing for something creamy, you know? You want something thick and creamy and hot. And yet you don't want the cream, you don't want the dairy. So this is a wonderful way to go. And at my um, favorite health food store in town, I often stop in after I've worked out for a little cup of soup. And they're using almost always now coconut milk in their creamy soup, which I love. Oh, isn't that nice? I know. It's so nice when they do that. There's a place that I like to go that they also do that. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, but when they do, I think it's so much better. And it's so nice that there are substitutions. And, you know, sometimes it gives it a coconut flavor. Do you find that there's a way to mask that a little bit with the, with the certain types of spice? Or do you think it's just going to have that flavor? Because it can be strong. What, what do you find? Well, it's really interesting with all the vegetables and the different herbs and spices in there. I've never had that um, come through for, for oh, my... Oh, great. Um, taste buds. Yeah. And I just had a delicious, the other day I had a delicious creamy tomato soup with some chunks in it of tomato and then some pureed and it had coconut milk as the base of that. And I never noticed it at all. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's fantastic. All right. We only have a few minutes left. You have tips for making the best soup ever. What are some of your favorite soup making tips? So we've got to have a good pot, right? And um, (laughs) on the wooden spoon, the famous wooden spoon, my grandmother swore by it. (laughs) It made your soup (laughs) taste better. And absolutely, if you start with a good base, and I love to start with a good broth. um, and, And as I said, you can make them yourself and it's easy to make. But if you don't have the time or you just want to get started right away making your soup, you can get those wonderful pre made organic like beef beef broth, chicken broth, whatever, and, uh, and there's your good starter. And for almost every soup, garlic and onion always make it taste better. I try to keep it on hand all of the time. And I wanted to talk just for a moment about making um, bone broth. It is so oh, easy. Oh, so glad. I was about to bring that up. <laughs> I love bone <laughs> well, broth. We'll wrap up with how to make quick, quick bone broth, and it's so easy. Yes. So you get the marrow bones. And you may have to go to like a, a health-minded store, maybe a Whole Foods, or but some of the uh, grocery stores now carry them too. So you get some marrow bones, and I like to get them from the grass-fed um, and organic-fed animals. And you put them in the pot, cover them with water, 
and you can add other things to her flavor, like I often drop in a garlic clove or two and a little chunk of onion and maybe a carrot and maybe a rib of celery. And simmer it. You simmer it for 24 hours. So you can either put it in your crock pot or your soup pot. And I have a gas uh, burner stove, so I don't want to leave it on all night. So I've learned to put my stove on 200 and just put the big pot in there overnight, wake up in the morning, and I've got fabulous bone broth. Then you strain oh, it. Wow. You're good to go. Oh, it's so you so put it You put it in the oven at 200? Is that yes. what, you, what you do? Oh, yes. nice. And I okay. leave it all night. Oh. And by morning, I have fabulous bone broth. And then you add some sea salt to it, to your taste. You can add a little ground pepper if you want. You can strain out the vegetables if you wish, or you don't have to. And you've got a beautiful big pot of grass-fed bone broth. I love that. I like to make mine in the crock pot, too. Yes. And then you don't have to put it in the oven. You just leave it in exactly. your crock pot all day. And do you use a little apple cider vinegar? I'm told that helps pull the the collagen out or yes. something out of the bones. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. And I forgot to mention that. I'm so thank you <laughs> for oh, no, bringing that okay. up. No. And when the marrow Sherry, comes this... out, oh, go ahead. Eat that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. No, bone broth is so... awesome. Yeah. It really is. Well, you're fantastic. This has been so much fun. Sherry, how do you say your last name? It's Calbom. Oh, I did say it right, Calbom. Reminds me yeah. of Calgon. Remember Calgon, take me away? <laughs> yes, there you go. So now, now your Calbom. soups can take me away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's the new juicing. It's fantastic. And I really want to do your 30-day cleanse. How do people find out more about you and about your cleanse and your wonderful book? Please come visit me at juiceladyinfo.com. So that's juice and then lady and then info, I-N-F-O, don't forget that, dot com. And you can check out my programs. I've got a bunch of them from the watercress soup diet to the 30-day detox. And my book is there. Souping is the new juicing. I have a number of other programs. So come check it out, juiceladyinfo.com. Fantastic. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy Today. Please follow us on social media. I'm at Health Media Gal one you can also find us at Talk Healthy the Number Two Day on Snapchat and Twitter and Talk Healthy Today Podcast on Facebook. And be sure to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps us listening. Stay well.